Welcome to the Penis Project podcast, connecting men through science, stories, solutions, but most of all, through support. This podcast was founded by myself and Dr. Joe Milios, a physiotherapist. To find out more about us, check out our website, thepenisproject.org. I'm Melissa Hadley-Barrett, sexologist and nurse practitioner specialising in men's intimate health. Join me as I break down the barriers surrounding men's health and have candid conversations about everything you've always wanted to know but were too embarrassed to ask. This podcast is dedicated to stories from men who have bravely recognised the importance of sharing their experiences, breaking down stigmas and having no filter chats about sexual health, cancer treatment and recovery, relationships and everything else in between. If you know someone who you think would benefit from this information, please share so we can help more people. We would also love it if you'd follow the podcast and give us a review. Welcome to the Penis Project podcast. So today I'm very excited to interview Rod Popcorn. Anyone who's a regular listener will remember him from episode 53. He is one of, if not the most listened to podcast. Uh, last time I interviewed him, unfortunately, I was really crap at the sound. So hopefully this time's a lot better. So Rod had his prostate out in 2020 and he's had some fun and games since then. So I thought it would be fun to have a chat. So, hey, Rod. Hey, how you going? Good. Now, the reason I contacted you to get you back is because you had told someone at work about an interesting episode you'd had recently. So, we'll get to that in a minute. But first up, it's now three years post-op, nearly four. What's happening for you now? Uh, it seems to be going uh, going well. There's no no leakage, no dramas from from a bladder perspective um erectile function seems to be coming along fine obviously um with your support over the years um and i mean i can i can function sort of on my own but i think the nerve endings have still got a bit of work to do so it doesn't like you get a full erection don't you it just doesn't last as long as you'd like no no it's not uh, certainly not long, long enough no. so but how long is long enough because everyone's different some <laughs> people would be very happy with a five minute one uh, that's not long enough for you though Oh no! I mean, um, I guess yeah. Well, it's nice to have. Well, with with the injections from you, um, we have a couple of hours of fun and games, so we can have a bit of a play and then go and have a wine in between and catch your breath and then go back again. So <laughs> it's always nice to be able to do that, but sometimes it can linger a little too long. But um, yeah, that's. So tell me about what happened at the airport. Oh, <laughs> so I had a. Um, a lunchtime flight to go back to site and I was staying with my partner in the morning so we dropped dropped uh, her son or my stepson to school went back home a few shenanigans went on which is great for me and then uh, I had to obviously go home get ready for the airport fly to work so and, I jumped on my motorbike and wait a minute and and your erection doesn't go down that quick now so as your nerves have here have got better it's staying up a bit longer than yeah yes yes the flagpole was certainly mm-hmm. Not at half mast. Still flying. Um, yeah, so I rode home thinking the ride home would alleviate the issues, but no, no drama. So when I got home, I had a couple of um, Sudafed or Sudafedrine to try and um, open up the blood vessels and calm things down, mm-hmm. and got dressed. And I thought, oh, that usually works over time. But um, and then uh, by then I was running a little bit late, so I rode the bike, parked it, got to the airport. Things still hadn't settled down, and I thought, oh. This is going to be a bit awkward, um, but I had to get through 
into past the security, but I thought, ah, oh, pretty sure they won't notice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I um, I had it I had my belt around my waist, which was sort of holding it out of out of from stopping it sticking directly out. <laughs> and um, <laughs> when I did my belt, I thought, oh shit, this isn't looking too good. But I had it sort of tucked up in my pants with my shirt over the top untucked, and I went through. And with with reflective pants, usually um Because you had you your get, FIFO gear on. Yeah, usually with the reflective things, they pull you aside and just give you a brief frisk. <laughs> and but they uh, got way more than they bargained yeah, for. Yeah, the little fella um was sticking his head over the top of my belt buckle and that when the guy sort of touched me around my waist, he goes, Oh, what's that? I said, Oh of course going bright red, I was like, Oh man. I said, Oh, that's that's my penis. I thought you be- said I was sure you said something else but anyway yeah. yes i said that no, you said penis, penis quietly yeah and i was beetroot red looking around thinking oh no and he goes what and i said oh, that's my cock <laughs> and he goes really oh we're gonna have to take you in the room and do a proper search and I'm like, <laughs> he whatever. thought you had a gun in your pocket yeah that's right yeah whatever whatever you want to do so he got his mate and then we went into a room did you um, think, oh, my luck's changed? You've got two of them in here? No, I wasn't thinking that at all. <laughs> um, I was thinking, oh, I'm pretty happy that airport securities don't have their cameras here for the TV show. <laughs> it would have made me pretty famous. But, um, yeah, I went in there, had to sign some documents, and they and I said, what do you want me to do? He said, well, take your shirt off. Took my shirt off and my cock's hanging out the top of my pants. <laughs> and I'm looking at him going, what else did you? He goes, can you undo your pants and take your pants? I was like, right, eh? So I sort of undid my pants and then, of course, the weight of my cock plopped down. It's like a baby's arm just fell out of the pram. I don't know about that. (laughs) But they both sort of looked at it and they, oh, that's all we need. I'm like, oh, great, thanks for that. And they said, oh, you can get dressed now. I'm like still sweating and red and I'm thinking, far out, this is the worst day ever. (laughs) Um, So I got dressed. And I felt like no sooner I walked out of that room, my cock just went, boo. Well, all that. And, Imagine yeah. the adrenaline running through it. would have oh. gone, no way, Jose, I'm getting out yeah. of here. So I was like, <laughs> so it had retreated into itself and disappeared altogether. So I'm surprised mm. he ever came out again after that. Yeah, I know. It was, uh, it was pretty hectic. Um, <laughs> pretty embarrassing, pretty hectic, but um, pretty funny to reflect on as you seem to have thought. <laughs> I thought it was absolutely hilarious. And when I tried to get the details out of your friend who I saw and he was like, no, no, you've got to hear it from Oh, Dave. You've got to hear it from Popcorn. He's pretty funny. Um, yeah, well, we had a good chat about it, but um, about a lot of things. So I think mm. um, pro- probably the positive thing for me is to feel that I can talk to guys at work about things like that and, and give them advice and uh, recommend different strategies and and if it helps, it helps. You know, yeah. not many, not many guys want to talk about that stuff. So. No, exactly. And it obviously did help because he then booked in and yeah, was, no, it was good. That he was, was very good, excited. Yeah. He wanted his own gun in his pocket. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't think, I don't think too many of us want to go through that. And I <laughs> That's don't so recommend funny. it. <laughs> and so then, when we did talk, I said to you that perhaps it was time that we could change to a shorter acting drug. Yeah. And you said, "Oh, I kind of like it that it lasts that long because you know we can." go a few times and I was like well maybe you could just get the shorter acting one for occasions like that when you actually have to go somewhere afterwards I think I I said for a quickie that's right because there's nothing wrong with a quickie no it's good and um so you went home and I gave you a couple of samples to try of that and so you're calling the first one the one that lasts a bit long for a big night in Mm -hmm. and then what did you tell me you call this one Oh, I don't know, one shot something. One a one shot, shot stunner. <laughs> yeah, that's bloody 
I'm happy with it. It's great fun. So, so yeah. how did the one shot stunner go? Yeah, it was it was good. Like, yeah, it was. We uh, had some things on, and um, Nat usually approaches me because I just have to perform and I have to perform. You know, no, no, it's, it's, it's a hard life, isn't it? Yeah, I suffer yeah. through it. But yeah, <laughs> so she wanted wanted my action, and I did it. And then we uh, virtually. Probably, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes, even half an hour. I'm not even sure. But once mm. once uh, I'd finished, it pretty much went away. It was a bit of a mild sort of ache afterwards, but mm. it was great. Like, bang, what is it, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Yeah, and, uh, it was gone. You're out the door, yeah, it's good. So, and, and that is the one thing about that one-shot stunner is that it can sometimes give people an ache. And mm. most people will get no ache. Some people will get a mild ache. And one in about 20 guys will get quite an ache. If they have the bad ache, we don't use it. But if they have that mild ache, you, mm. when I order you a bottle of the one-shot stunner, I'm going to call it that forever now, <laughs> um, then I can put a little bit of pain yeah. relief in it, which will take the edge off oh, yeah. that mild. That's cool. And so I think I was saying to you that I have got a few patients that like long ones and short yeah. ones. And so you can have a vial of each. That's and great, then And then you can go, okay, today's mm. quickie day or yeah. today's, and then hopefully you won't get caught out at the airport <laughs> again. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that will never happen again. <laughs> That was so I'll take 20 Sudafed next time. Oh, God, that was just hilarious. And then there was one other thing I really wanted to ask you about, which was, so when we interviewed you last time, you were doing pretty well, I think, with the continents, but you were having occasionally what you call flash floods. So explain to me, what's a flash flood? Um, so, like, if you go go to chuck a piss and, like, typically a urinal, urinal if you're at the pub or whatever, you don't want to be hanging around the urinal too long with your cock out, so... Like waiting for the drips to go. Yeah, so you don't. I mean, even if you give it a bit of a milk, you sort of look around thinking people are going to think you're a bit of a weirdo. But um, <laughs> so just if you just give it a few quick shakes, and then sometimes what happens is when you put it back in your pants, it may have a bit of a afterflow or whatever. I'm, I'm not sure what. It, yeah, it's probably exactly. like just the bit that's stuck in your urethra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that sort of flows out. I mean, it can leave a bit of a wet spot. It's more annoying than anything, and. It, it's purely and simply because I'm rushing, I suppose, I'm not, or not going into a like a cubicle to to shake it enough. Yeah, to milk it or yeah, shake it. Yeah, but yeah, that that tip that you gave me, your physio, I forgot. Yeah, Joe gave it to you last time, yeah. which was to do ten quick ones at the yeah. end of the wee. That's helped. Pelvic floor exercising, yeah, yes. ten quick ones. Ten yeah. quick ones, sorry. Not ten. ten quick shakes. No, no, sorry, more ten. Than, was it more than sevens? Wow, well, I don't know. That's yeah. the one, yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, ten quick pelvic floor yeah. exercises. And often that, if you incorporate that into your daily life, it gives you that additional strength. And I know from some of the guys I've spoken to that the bladder control thing does take a lot of time, so I'm pretty relieved that I'm in a pretty good position. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, no, you've done really, really well. And does that ever happen anymore? Still occasionally. Occasionally, but, yeah. yeah. Depends how drunk I am. Yeah, be right. It's, yeah, because that's true. Like if you have alcohol, it really yeah. relaxes the sphincter and you just can't yeah. hold it in as no, well. No, I don't shit my pants. No, I didn't mean that sphincter. <laughs> oh. There's more than one. Oh, right. It's like a car. You have more than one. Holy cow. <laughs> and so like this time down the track, like how do you feel about things? Like are you feeling like – are you glad you had your prostate out? I mean your PSA is still zero – like, are you feeling good about it all? Yeah, well, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty massive hit when you get told you've got cancer. And I know my mate's dad, Pete, has gone through it, the journey, and um, it was it's huge like, for the whole family. It is, yeah. When you get told that. Um, reflecting now, it's like no big deal. I mean, I had a couple of hiccups along the way, but, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm glad I've got it out because I don't have cancer, hopefully. 
in that part of me. But, yeah, it was just a bit of hard work. I mean, I've probably celebrated life a bit hard over the last year or so, so I need to sort of get back to basics and think about my weight and, and, and respecting my body and looking after myself. But um, I'm stoked. like, hmm. And I'm, I don't know, I'm enjoying the bedroom probably longer and larger than before. So it's good. And probably more than most men your age because most guys your age wouldn't be able to sustain an erection like that. You know, no, no, I'm, you know. I'm looking to bang nails in and do other jobs around the house. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, back to the, like, keeping your weight off and stuff. I think that is a really important point from a survivorship point of view because, you know, people when they first get a cancer diagnosis, they're really keen, they lose weight, they're like – and then as time goes on, people get a bit slack with that. So I, I, think don't, I don't think it's slack. Good. I think it's just I'm, I'm relieved to be here and I'm, I'm loving life, you yeah, know. I'm not, I'm, I'm not wasting it for sure. Um yeah, get out there and enjoy. But, um, yeah, maybe manage it a bit better than I do. <laughs> yeah, I just think that, you know, like if you can keep the weight down, like because having extra weight feeds cancer. So, I mean, you've gone through all that. It would be good to, to make sure that you have a – like it stays away. Mm. So, yeah. But you're exercising and everything when you're up the mine, aren't you? Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> I tore my oh, meniscus in my knee recently, but I'm hopefully ready to get back. So, yeah, yeah. should be good. So, is there anything else you'd like to add? I don't know. I mean, I did um, with Cookie, we did a bit of a prostate awareness thing at work oh, and yeah. spoke to the teams at work. And if that was a good thing from an awareness perspective, I suppose the biggest thing is just get your bloods tested and, and check your PSAs. And from there, I mean, that I had no symptoms. It was just, um, or maybe I did and as a bloke, you don't pay that much attention. But um, yeah, just get the bloods done once a year and... Keep an eye on it. It's easy. And if there's a problem, get it early. And I think the biggest message of that is is that it's not the end of your sex life or you're not no, going to no. be wearing nappies forever because I think a lot of men don't know that. They're still thinking that mm. it's like it used to be that, you know, you're never going to get a hard penis again and you're always going to be wearing nappies and they're probably frightened to go and get a test for PSA because they don't want to know the outcome. Whereas like nowadays most guys end up like you. Yeah, well, I mean, um, I wondered why Tom, when he gave me some options, surgery, the chemo, he was so surprised. I said, oh, just rip it out, doesn't just do it. And he goes, you need to read and understand the the ramifications. And I'm like, dude, just get it out of there. I mean, when I read about the function of your bladder and I thought, well, you know, there's going to be support and you're going to work through it. So just get on with it, get it out, get the... <laughs> And cancer out of there and <laughs> yeah. get on with it. Yeah. I mean, that's a really pragmatic approach. And you did do all your homework and you were, you know, very resilient. I think that not everybody's like that. <laughs> resilient. I don't know about that. I, was in, I think Tom was sick of me when I was stuck in hospital for those six weeks. But that's all right. Yeah. Mm. Well, thank you so much for coming back and telling us about your gun in your pocket. Yeah. Well, I guess we have to thank Dave for bringing it up to you. Otherwise, it wouldn't have been. You wouldn't have told me. I no. thought you would have been like, I'm surprised you didn't send me an email bragging about that. No, no, it wasn't It wasn't one of my most proud moments. But yeah, never I mind. had a very funny experience at the airport once. I was going, flying to Geraldton a few years you ago. You told me about have that. Have I told you? A case full of toys. Yeah. And I had a, a case full of <laughs> penis pumps and dildos and all sorts of things. And. When I went through the scanner, they pulled me over and opened it in front of a whole pile of FIFO guys. And then when I said, look, it's not what it looks like, it's 
part of my job, then I'm sure they all thought I was a working girl. Yeah, well, you put your foot right in it, it didn't was you? just got worse and worse. So I've <laughs> never, ever travelled again without getting that bag in Stone, the hold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I still think that that definitely trumps it, having one in your pants. Mm. <laughs> all right. Yes. Thanks, heaps. Yeah, thank you. Cheers. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. As a thank you for being a part of our podcast community, I have an exclusive subscriber offer for you. If you would like assistance with your sexual health and you'd like to work with me, then please head over to www.melissahadleybarrett.com forward slash programs and use the code TPP5 at the checkout. Here you will find everything you need to know to be on the path to penile perfection. Thank you for listening to today's episode of The Penis Project. If you're enjoying this podcast, I would love it if you could leave a review and subscribe for regular updates. Your support plays a big role in spreading awareness and helping more men to access this information. The more followers we have, the more podcast platforms that recommend our show to others. This might be just the place where your friend, brother, neighbour with lingering questions finally discovers the answers. Stay connected with me on social media and join the Melissa Hadley Barrett email list for news about upcoming podcast episodes, blogs and lots more. If you have a personal story that you'd like to share or you're a health professional working in this field, I would love to hear from you. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast or a listener with specific topics you'd like us to cover, please send me an email at admin at melissahadleybarrett.com. Thanks again for being a part of the Penis Project podcast community. And until next time, take care.